ladies and gents, we're ready to rock and roll another show for you today. Your office culture need a little help? Maybe you want to get things running a little smoother? Become a better leader? That's what today's all about. So let's jump into it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, let's do this. Who do we got on the show today? Well, do you aspire to be a great business? Then you'll need to be and you'll need to have great leaders and that means that it's going to require you to become a great leader yourself so if you're ready to take that leap then today's show is for you because our guest has over 25 years experience in multiple sectors certified executive coach by the charter institute of personnel development and the oxford school of coaching and mentoring plus he's got a long list of nlp certifications so in short this guy knows what he's talking about so let's welcome to the show, executive leadership coach and founder of Soul Train, D.D.S. Dobson Smith. All right, Dobson, I don't know how many shows you've been on, but tell me, give me your two cents. What's it like being on the Business Bros already? Well, I have never had an introduction like that, and I am over the bloody moon, so thank you. <laughs> good. Look, you're smiling. You're having a good time. That's exactly what we do. We literally are going to take 30 minutes and create 30 days of content with you, and the idea is simple. If I can get you talking in the best light about what you do to help people, that is a winning piece of content. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Let's start off with the very first one. Um, this is, a, a, you know, for me skills credentials who you are you have a laundry list of things that kind of define you so give me kind of the rundown on your background skills i have acquired over a very long career yes tell me your skills <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean a very long career 25 years in corporate world before i set up soul trained um everything from academia through to music and entertainment marketing civil engineering, hospitality management. Um, essentially what I what I do is I help leaders get up out of the weeds of their comfort zone and into places they didn't even know they needed to go. And um, I mean, I, I as you introduced her and I am a, a certified coach, I'm a licensed psychotherapist. Um, I'm also a Reiki master uh, and uh, crystal ball sound healer. So I, I take, I blend, um, I guess, um, many walks of life, many modalities and kind of codify them into the work that I do in, in, in creating shift for people and organizations. You said you help people get out of the weeds, um, you know, and, and going to places they didn't know they needed to go. It means they have to get into and out of their comfort zone, right? They have to leave this place. Uh, and for me, that's one of those things that is, is, I repeat over and over again, I encourage people all the time to start a podcast, especially if you're an introvert, because it allows you to build a network. It allows you to get your voice out, to really find yourself. When you're talking about getting people out of their comfort zones, 
What are some of the things that you find yourself saying over and over and over again to help get them out of there? You know, I've been saying it, Miguel. I've been saying it. Exactly. Saying it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, reminding people that nothing great ever came from comfort zones. Um, mm. And, you know, it, and I always like to tell people if it if it doesn't hurt a little bit, then you're probably doing it wrong. Um, uh, and, and the idea that, that we don't get to graduate from personal growth, we don't get to graduate from professional growth. So it's the idea of, um, really working with people and organizations and asking them, where do you want to be and what's it worth to you when you get there? Mm. Figuring out where you want to go, I think is like a lifelong thing. I mean, you always hear it with little kids, right? Or with high schoolers. I teach high school seniors um, in the mornings. And the question that always get at, gets asked is one of those, uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I feel like we're always evolving. We're always changing. And what we want to do today may not be the same thing we want to do five or 10 years down the road, especially with an experience like yours where you've been in multiple industries. How does yep. that help relate? to the people that you're working with. Yeah, I mean, I I certainly didn't start out my career thinking that I would be sitting here on a business bros podcast talking about all the things that I've done, you know. And and I I, I it's interesting for me. I I think I'm 48. I've had a 25 year long career um and I feel like just in the last couple of years I've moved into the second chapter of my career. I'm still asking myself what do I want to be when I grow up and you know if the first chapter of my career was about gathering skills, knowledge and experience in order to be able to be in greater service of other people and organizations to help them achieve what they want to do. This second wave of my career I, I set up Soul Train three uh, three years ago, and really bringing all of what I've done and taking it into a different stage, uh, onto a different stage, I would say. And then, um, you know, the th the third chapter of my career, which I'm now starting to prepare for, is you know when I when I you know I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into well I I'm gonna be a college professor. I'm I'm going to I'm going to really grow my psychotherapy practice. I'm completing a, a doctor's a doctorate in human sexuality. So I, I don't think uh, well, I'm a proponent of never standing still. Right. I'm a, I'm I, I think if if we're if we're standing still in this day and age, if we're not changing in this day and age, then actually it feels regressive and it feels like we're moving backwards because mm. everything else is moving forwards. Everything else is moving quickly. Today's news is over and done with in a, in a blink of an eye. You have so many different skill sets, so many different things that you've gone through in life. Um, and you're building, I mean, finishing some more schooling, writing books, building businesses. Uh, you're fueled by something. What is this? why factor what's this thing that keeps pushing you to go a little further to run that extra mile to push a little more why are you doing this because i want to know uh, simply one word catalyst you know i i i've i talk a lot to people about um connecting with your purpose and and having organizations to be mission and purpose driven because that answers the question why when we know the question, when we know the answer to the question why, we're, we are uh, a, a whole lot likely, more likely to exert additional energy and additional effort 
when the going gets tough. And so I, I, if I'm, if I'm spouting that to other people, I think it's really, really important to me that I walk my talk. And so I've done my own work in figuring out what is my purpose? Why am I in this meat suit um, on, in this arc incarnation at the moment? And that is to be a catalyst. And so I, I want to be the most effective catalyst for people, teams, organizations that I can be. And I also, I, you know, I, I grew up in the hospitality industry. My parents had a pub in the UK when I was growing up. My, my undergrad is in hospitality management. My first job was as a college professor teaching hospitality to, um, management. And so the service service industry is kind of runs through me. Um, and and I am always thinking about the experience that my clients have of working with me. And I want to offer them the best possible service and best possible value for money that I can. And part of that involves me being at the top of my game, involves me always moving forward and involves me gathering those those qualifications that you've spoken about, the experience that you've spoken about. So let's talk about what services you do provide, because I mean, we we every every industry has a little bit different. Your experience allows you to to do specific things for clients that other coaches might not be able to do. So what is it that they pay you for? What's your highest value? If you're good at something, never do it for free. That's right, Joker. <laughs> yeah, my highest value. I, I I mean, I I get terribly British about this, Hernan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've got high value. Um, but, you know, when I think about what do my clients pay me for, they they pay me for my experience. They pay me for the way in which I show up wholeheartedly. Um, and they pay me because as an executive coach, um, one of the reasons why I went off and became licensed as a psychotherapist is because I recognize that they, they're, the line between coaching, executive coaching and therapy is sometimes quite thin. Yeah. And I and I found I found that when I was working with clients in coaching, I was bumping up against that line quite a lot and I think was quite limited in my ability to help clients and for my clients to get what they really needed and wanted. So I went away and got licensed as a psychotherapist and indeed I have my own private practice as a psychotherapist here. Um, in the state of Connecticut, but what what ha what I what that enables me to do when I'm working with my executive coaching clients is to recognize when our work is coming to this side of the line of therapy. I know how to hold it carefully, ethically, legally, and I know how to help people process when they're over here, and I know when to move it back over to the line so it so it returns to coaching. I think at the end of the day, you know, when I'm working with clients who, you know, when somebody comes into executive coaching, there's there's a couple of different sorts of clients. There's those people that have just started in a brand new role and they're in the eye of the storm of change. They need to find their way through it. Or perhaps they are at the top of their game. They're performing well, but they've got a piece of feedback that's following them around or they're using behaviors that are getting in their way or somebody else's way. I know how to plumb the depths to help them understand the belief and value structure that is supporting those behaviors so that we can address it at source and systemically 
so that those behaviors are evolved and that they experience the shift that they need to experience. You mentioned uh, people who are just getting started, people who are getting in their own way or getting in the way of, you know, the people who are trying to grow their own business, their employees, I'd imagine their managers and such. Um, So executive coaching can be for a number of different people. Who's your ideal client? Who's the person who's really going to jive with you? What are some of the qualities that you're looking for in your ideal client? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Basically, people who better bloody well be ready. Mm. Um, because I I will be as committed to their outcomes, perhaps more than they will be. And and I... I only ever want to, I, I only work with people who are ready to do the work. I, I don't work with people who want to have an executive coach from an optics point of view, right? Like to be able to say that they have an, uh, an executive coach. I want to, I want to work with people that are, that are willing to show up um, and, and do the work that is required in order to get them to where they want to get. What is, I'm going to dig a little deeper I'm ready to do the work. And I think everybody has a different idea of what they qualify as ready and what they qualify as work. Uh, so ready and willing versus capability are a couple different things. Um, what type of work are we looking at, especially some of that self-reflective stuff, that, that stuff that we need to do that we otherwise usually don't really think about doing? Yeah, well, I think there's there's a there's a real piece in here that that self development it needs to be preceded by self acceptance, which needs to be preceded mm-hmm. by self awareness. So, for, first of all, it's a, it's a case of let's get into an executive coaching relationship and let's understand where you are now, not from just your perspective, but from other people's perspective, so that we can we can get we can develop and articulate a really clear picture of of where you are now um, and a level of self-awareness that you don't yet have. Let's open up the blind spots. Let's really talk about the stuff that that perhaps you don't want to talk about. And, And that's the first telling sign for me. Is somebody willing to do that? Because that takes courage. Um that takes vulnerability and it takes bravery. Um, so that's the that's the first step in in self awareness, and then going to the place of self acceptance. It's like, are you willing to accept that there that these perspectives, no matter what you think about yourself, no matter how great you think you are, no matter how deserved you think you are of your position, are you a person who is worth following? Are you a leader who is worth following? And do you accept that you have work to do? And then let's get into the self-development and that, and what does that work look like? Well, it, it looks like um, knowing what it is that you want um, and being able to come to a conversation in coaching and, and, and not expect, um, well, to, to expect to, to, to come to coaching and to <laughs> expect to do some work and expect to engage in a process. Um, I think sometimes, you know, people get, coaching and mentoring a little bit confused and and think that they're going to come to a coach and they're going to get training or they're going to get mentoring and actually what you get with a coach is a partner you get it you do you get a safe space but you also get an intentionally brave space where where you you know where, where you engage in a in a 
a collaborative co-creational conversation with your coach that is helping you to process, unpack and explore all of the things that 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 are either getting in your way or getting in other people's way. You know, as I as I'm hearing you describe that, it reminds me of especially the part about describing a leader, right? You may be given a leadership position doesn't mean that you have the qualities of a leader, though, which is basically are people willing to follow you. And it reminds me of the movie We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson. And in it, he's training some of his leaders to, to run his, his units. And on one side, they're looking at one leader and this guy is making everybody take off their shoes and he's taking off their socks and he's making sure that the, you know, his team has clean socks. And on the other side, the guy's like yelling at them, like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, we got to break records. And, you know, they're sitting back and they're looking at the leadership styles and they're like, look, his team will follow him to the end of the earth. And over here, this guy's trying to win Olympic medals. I, yep. I think there's a big difference between being assigned and becoming a leader, um, like having some of those innate qualities. And when we look to some of the leaders that we look up to, we're seeing some of those same qualities as well. What are some of those leadership qualities that one must uh, work towards or have for people to actually want to follow? Yeah, it's I mean, this is this is the this is the title of my second book that's coming out in September. Leadership is a behavior, not a title. Mm. Um, and it's your pocket guide to becoming a leader worth following. And the and the point is, um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to add to that book is going to add to the thousands upon thousands of books that are published every year telling telling people how to be a great leader. And what my book tries to do or attempts to do is is to remind people that, first of all, the only thing that defines leadership is followership. So it is not your title, it's not your pay grade, it's not um, your scope of accountability. It is the extent to which when you look around, do you have people following you? Uh, and, and do they believe in you and the direction of travel that you're trying to take them? And so it, the 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 question to me isn't about how do I be a great leader. The question is how do I become someone worth following. Mm. And my answer to that is you be a decent human being, right? You be yourself, but you be yourself with increasing amounts of skill and choice, so that you bring this humanity in into your into your management approach. I was working with a with a very, like a, a, a young um, upcoming leader a couple years ago. And, and he said to me, I've, I've just realized DDS that while I don't, while people don't choose their manager, they do choose their leader. Mm -hmm. And that's the point is that we all get to choose and that people these days don't do what they're told to do. They do what they want to do. And so as a, as a person who is worth following, you find out, at an intimate level, how to intrinsically kind of get on side with and, and motivate your people so that they will want to follow you. And so it's not about what's the blueprint for leadership, although there are loads of books out there that will tell you. To me, it's, it, you know, when you, when you are your youest you, everything in life works better. And when you are your USU and you can do that, as I said, with increasing amounts of um, skill and choice, then you are likely to gather increasing amounts of followers. There's a, 
there's a lovely quote that I, I really enjoy that comes from a guy called Javier Pladabal, who was the CEO, I don't know if he still is, but um, the CEO of Volkswagen Spain, who said, management today is about, sorry, leadership today is about unlearning management and relearning being human. Mm. At all. You know, and it's funny because markets, I think, have those cycles as well. Um, you know, you look at movies, I'll use Back to the Future, for example, he goes back to 1955 and he pulls up to the gas station. It's not a gas station. It's a service station where people come out. They check your tire pressure. They check your oil. They clean your windows. They pump your gas. They do everything to provide a quality service. And over time, we become more efficient, but our service has gone out the window. And now you're seeing a lot of these service-oriented people coming back into the game saying, look, we lost our humanity. We got so good at artificial intelligence, so good at developing systems, we forgot that we all bleed the same blood and we breathe the same air and we all have feelings. And, and those things, those feelings are what give us the experience that we're looking for. And I think I agree with you. Ha being able to tell the story, feel the emotion, you know, go through the phases. I think that is, and, and then, you know, empathize and be along there with your team gives that leader that ability to, for people to follow them, that people want to be around you. That's, that's huge to develop over time. Yeah. You know, I, go ahead. I mean, people, people want connection. Everybody wants to know that they're cared for at some yes. level. And I, and I don't mean that's all about bloody unicorn farts and rainbows and hearts all the time. Just, just a basic, I, I'm here for you. I've got your back. Let's go. Mm -hmm. You know, that we, we as humans, uh, you, um, our need to connect with other people is a, is a biological imperative. We don't develop or grow without connection and nurture. And, and that's true when we're babies. And that's true when we're in our 90s. It's as simple as that. We have to make a connection. Well, I mean, at the end of the game, you are still running a business as well. So you definitely need to make initial connections to acquire new customers, new clients, and those sorts of things. Uh, so I want to make sure I also ask you that. What, what are you doing to get new customers? What's your customer acquisition process? You know, in, 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 my, in my game, um, you know, pe people don't just go out shopping for an executive coach. Um, you don't go on Google and say and, and search for executive coaches. I mean, you you might, um, but you'll be presented with a sea of choices, and and that usually is the point when people are like, I, I just give up. Um, so my my customer acquisition process is is pretty much about referrals um, and having and having a presence, um, a social presence on LinkedIn in particular, and putting putting my work out there. It's one of the main reasons why I wrote my first book um, and published it in February and why I'm publishing the second book and why I'm coming on these these shows and, and talking to people like you, you know, just to, just to be able to have the voice out there. Um, but those referrals and those recommendations are, are crucial um, in a business like mine um, because people trust their colleagues. You know, when you when somebody else says, oh, you should... If the if, oh you're looking for some leadership development, some leadership growth, an executive coach, oh you should speak to DDS Dobson Smith because they are one of the best I know. Like great, let's talk. 
Yeah, the, I love how you have that LinkedIn presence, how you're creating content, you're showing up on podcasts, because really at the end of the day, when somebody has a need, they're going to go to that first person they remember. And if they don't remember anybody off the top of their head, the first person they see. And if you're putting content out on a regular basis, it just gives you another opportunity to be found. I mean, you might be the greatest coach in the world, but if you're not creating content, you're not putting stuff out there, nobody's going to know you exist. you right. got to put it out there. Um, you have a lot of stuff. So you have, I mean, you have your LinkedIn, you're on podcasts. Uh, you also mentioned the book. So I want to uh, ask any promos, giveaways, things that you got going on that people can take advantage of? Me? I'm giving away free money. Yeah. Um, so the first book um, came out in February. It was a number one bestseller. Uh, it's called You Can Be Yourself Here. It's um, the subtitle to it is Your Pocket Guide to Creating Inclusive Workplaces Using the Psychology of Belonging. Available for download, uh, purchase, audible in all of the places that you want to buy your books. Um, yeah, and um, and people can jump. People can also jump onto the website that is on on the ticker tape on the bottom, and and you'll on the website there's a there's a page called Shift Happens, where you'll see you know where I put out my blog and and my own um, my own podcast and and some video interviews with people that I've worked with and um, offering kind of their own insights and endorsements for our work together. Perfect. And that's it, ladies and gents. I mean, it's really what it comes down to is you got to check some stuff out. I love, I love audio, by the way. I mean, I'm so glad that you have your book in audio, Audible because to me, that's where I consume most of my stuff. But yeah. a little helpful cheat sheet, if you can get it in Kindle as well. And listen and read at the same time. I learned this from Alex Ramosi. It way increases your comprehension and you learn and you just go through the material so much faster and so much more in depth. So grab a copy of the book and also get it on Audible. And you can find that www.soultrained.com. Soul trained, that's E-D, Soul S-O-U-L-T-R-A-I-N-E-D. Soultrained.com. Make sure you guys stop by and pick it up. Um Yes, this has been a great episode. I mean, you are already putting out content. You have a podcast yourself. Um, and I kind of wanted to ask you on a, on a personal level, from not creating content to going to creating content, how has that helped your coaching business and your, your personal brand in general? I mean, it, yeah, it, it's, it's invaluable. I, I think putting out the content has really helped me to hone my own message and to and to really know what it is that I'm selling. And it's forced me into uh, carving out my space um, and to make sure that I am laser-like in what it is that I'm offering rather than rather than trying to, you know, when you when you try to be all things to everyone, then you end up being nothing to to anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. so it's the idea of like it's really helped me to um, to categorize and um, and to know and to put out there what it is that I'm about. So people know what they're buying and they know how to buy. It's been such a transformation. I, one of the things I love is every day I get to listen and learn from somebody who sees the world completely different than I have, who has completely had different experiences, who may be hopefully a lot smarter than me. And I literally, it's like a matrix. It's a cheat code. Every day I get to hop on and learn from them and make a new connection. And you never know where some of these relationships go. 
So I, I highly encourage everyone out there, if you're not creating content, maybe podcasting is one of those ways that you can do so. If you need help, I mean, you see how we guys, how we put together our show, we can show you how to do that. We can show you how to do it on, as a one-man band, make it look as professional as possible and start building your brand, start developing yourself, get out of your comfort zone. DDS is backing me on this one. Get out of your comfort zone, get out there and do it, right? Right, 100%, get out there and do it. All right, DDS, I got one more question for you. At the beginning, I told you we literally take a 30-minute episode and it's enough to create 30 days of content. So my last question to you is my video testimonial question. How easy was it or what was your experience like in recording 30 days of content? It was simple as pie. That's what I'm talking about. Simple as pie. By the way, quick question. What kind of pie? Oh, definitely coconut cream. Oh, okay, okay, you eat coconut cream. Mine's, I'm no good old traditional apple pie, but I like the crumb on top instead of oh, the, I the love regular the crumb on top of a pie. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> DDS, before we head out, is there anything that maybe I didn't uh, cover, didn't discuss, didn't ask you about that you want to get out? I, no, no, it, it's been great. I, I mean, it was worth turning up just for the top tip on the reading, reading a Kindle while listening to an audio book. Like, thank you for that. That's bloody brilliant awesome i stole it from somebody else so you know <laughs> alex Ramosi's. i heard it in an audiobook i was like this is a great idea and it's worked so far so i'm i'm loving it uh before we head out i know i didn't ask this and you said it but i like to do it after a clip how do people get a hold of you yeah dds at soul trained um head to the website www.soultrain.com uh or you can catch me on linkedin at dds dobson smith Perfect. All right, ladies and gents, that's it for today. 30 days of content filmed in 30 minutes, just like that. And every entrepreneur who comes on the show gets their episode for free. DDS, thank you very much for hopping on the program. Ladies and gents, you want to be a better leader, then you need to go stop by his website. It is www.soultrained.com. One more time, soultrained.com. Make sure you guys stop by. Check it out. Every, everybody, everybody in business needs a coach. We all need coaches and mentors. And the idea really is simple. You got to interview a bunch of them, see which one jives, which one you're going to connect with. And you're not going to know unless you go and have that consultation, have that first conversation. Soultrain.com, soultrain.com. We'll see you guys again next time. DDS, thank you for being on the show. Peace. And we're out. Shut up and sit Thanks for watching The Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with The Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers.